Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Great to have you along with us here on the Money Wise Radio Show brought to you by USA Wealth Group. And when I say USA Wealth Group, I'm talking about the money guy, and that is one of the wisest, one of the best guys around. Ray Lance, good morning. Well, good morning, Phil, and thank you for that kind introduction. Good morning and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're always happy to speak with you and talk with you and give you some new information on Sunday morning. You betcha. And today we have extra energy. I'm not sure why, but we're going to talk today about your house mortgage. If you have a house and you have a mortgage, the question we're going to ask today and try to give some answers to is, should you pay off your mortgage so you have no mortgage when you retire? Is that a goal for you as it is for many Americans? Mm -hmm. Or should you carry a great big mortgage and utilize the tax benefits, the interest deductions and so forth, and take the extra money instead of paying down your mortgage, invest it. Which way would be better for you? And you're going to be surprised with some of the information we have today. So should you have a big mortgage or should you have no mortgage? Interesting question. What is the American dream? Well, there's actually a lot of controversy about that subject today, Phil. Mm -hmm. And I have with me two books, and I've personally met the authors of both of these books, as a matter of fact. I've been to conferences for one of them, and I saw the other one as a speaker. And um, we're going to talk about these in a minute. One book is called Stop Sitting on Your Assets. (laughs) I like that. It's a cute, catchy title by the author Marion Snow. I've met her before. And the other book is called Missed Fortune, and it's by a gentleman named Douglas Andrew. And I've not only met him in Salt Lake City, Utah, I went to one of his conferences, but he's also an alumnus of a program that I went to for a number of years in Canada called Strategic Coach. And his key intellectual concept is basically carry a big mortgage and invest your money someplace else. So we're going to talk about these two subjects today, ladies and gentlemen, and stay tuned for some information. You know, Phil, the American dream has always been retire and have no debt and have no mortgage. So one of the arguments is that, fine, if you have no mortgage, that means you don't have to pay a mortgage payment, but it also means that you have a lot of equity tied up in your house that is making nothing for you. Right. And so that raises the question of whether your house should be considered an investment or not. And so that, no, don't ever consider your house to be an investment. You need to have a place to live and look at it in that point of view. But many, many of our tax laws are driven around house mortgages. For example, you have the ability to deduct the interest on your house mortgage. And that doesn't mean it's a dollar-for-dollar savings or benefit for you because it relates to your tax bracket and your tax rate. So we're going to talk about some of the tax features of why you want to have a mortgage, and we're going to also talk about some of the investment side of things of why maybe you should carry a big mortgage and put your money into some investments instead. Mm -hmm. So, Phil, um, for 10 cents, I need to ask you a famous Greek philosopher quotation question. Okay. So, which famous Greek philosopher said, I never did anything worth doing by accident, nor did any of my inventions come by accident. They came by work. Oh, that, was, that, that had to be Plato. Oh, that was absolutely Plato. <laughs> Plato had wonderful things to say. And uh, we, we admire the Greek philosophers. Um, 
I was at a uh, meeting recently, and the phrase came up, well, we are going to sacrifice a hectatome, 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 I guess it is. Mm -hmm. And I said, what does that word mean? I've heard the word before, but I've never knew what it means. So I quickly looked it up on my cell phone under uh, Google, and it means to sacrifice 100 cattle. And it was part of a religious ceremony for the ancient Greeks. Really? And they usually did it to um, celebrate or to give homage to the Greek god Apollo and several others. Hmm. But they would sacrifice 100 cattle. But it didn't mean that they just yeah, you know, slaughtered them all. They actually had a great big barbecue afterwards. Because the uh, Greek word for 100 is ekato. Aha. Ekato. So, so I can see why they, but I, I was thinking, Hector, maybe, I don't know, is that eight or, but it's a hundred. Hmm? Yes. So it was sacrificing a hundred cattle, but they didn't let it go to waste. They actually barbecued the beef and had a great big feast. Prime rib. Love it. So <laughs> Prime rib and Greek salad. <laughs> you know, we talk a lot on the air about uh, the importance of having a budget. And uh, I just want to remind everybody that you are listening to this program, which we call Money Wise, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. We have so many wonderful resources in our office that we're happy to provide to anyone listening for free. Like what? Well, we can give you information on Social Security and all the guidelines for this year, for example. We can give you a budget form. If you've never done a budget or if you'd like to have a different budget form, contact us. Just uh, call the office at 508-998-8858, and somebody will be happy to send you a budget. Mm -hmm. There's a gentleman named William Feather who said once, a budget tells us what we can't afford, but it doesn't keep us from buying it. (laughs) But, you know, a budget is a very important uh, piece of paper and a starting point. Any of the subjects that we talk about on the radio, whether it's paying off your mortgage or not paying off your mortgage, We have a lot of written information that we're happy to provide people. And for some people, it's important to simply be out of debt and have the emotional satisfaction of knowing that their mortgage is paid off. That's a really big deal for many, many people. There's a gentleman, I think this must be a Roman name, Publius Cyrus. Sounds it. Sounds more like a Roman name. said, debt is the slavery of the free. Ooh. Pithy comment. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're going to talk about home mortgages, and uh, there's another famous Greek philosopher whose name was Anonymous, who said, by the time a family pays off the mortgage for a home in the suburb, the home isn't home, and the suburbs aren't suburbs. (laughs) But still, it is a goal for many, many people to pay off their home mortgage. Right. So... Should we pay off our home mortgage or should we not pay off our home mortgage? Or should we uh, invest money? Well, here's some reasons why you might want to pay off your home mortgage early. Um, The biggest one, obviously, is peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Once you do pay off your mortgage, you wake up every morning and you fall asleep every night knowing that the roof over your head is 100% yours. You're no longer a partner with a bank. So purely peace of mind is the number one reason for most people. Budgetary considerations are obviously important. But when you do pay off your mortgage early, it's a little bit like locking in a guaranteed investment return in some ways because 
every dollar that you pay off early, you're earning back the interest that you would have otherwise paid on the loan. So you could look at it as an investment in that sense. But the flip side of that is that uh, it's you know what you would call is like a guaranteed investment return argument. Mortgage interest rates today, especially, are historically low, and although interest payments on a mortgage are tax deductible, um, it means that the deduction is now smaller because the interest rates are less. So when you look at it as strictly as an investment return, it's not necessarily a great investment return, mm-hmm. especially right. today. Um, why shouldn't you pay off your mortgage early? Well, one of the biggest downsides of paying your mortgage off early is the potentially large opportunity costs that you'll face. And what this means simply is that when you pay off your mortgage early, you've given up the opportunity to invest your money somewhere else where you might have made more money that would be greater than the interest rate that you're paying. And that might be especially true today. So for example, if you had a a four or 5% mortgage uh, interest payment today, maybe you could be earning six or seven or 8% interest instead. And so if you're concentrating your efforts to pay off a low interest rate mortgage, and you could be making higher interest in some other kind of investment, then you could be losing. Now, if I was to pay off my mortgage early, do you recommend I do it a little bit at a time, maybe monthly, a little bit that way, or wait until I retire and then try and pay it off in uh, a lump sum? Well, most people don't want to ever do it as a lump sum, and that typically wouldn't be a recommendation at any age, unless you were very lucky and perhaps you inherited money or won the lottery, which is like being struck by lightning three times. Um, So for most people, you're not going to pay off a mortgage by paying it off as a lump sum. What a lot of people do is they'll make an extra payment at the end of the year. Let's say they work for a company that pays a bonus. Well, one of the opportunities they would have is make an extra mortgage payment. Sounds good. Um, As a tax measure, and we talked about this a few weeks ago when we had uh, our friend John Lally on, CPA in Fairhaven. Sure. We talked about making an extra mortgage payment early at the end of the year. So if you have extra income uh, in a particular year and you want an extra interest amount to deduct, then make an extra payment. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people do is they'll make a mortgage payment two times a month. And there is such a thing as a bi-monthly mortgage. And mathematically, that works. Sure. Instead of just paying a mortgage once a month, you can pay your mortgage off much faster if you set it up with your bank or you can do it informally by yourself and make two payments, not just two full payments, but make a half a payment at the beginning of the month and a half a payment in the middle of the month. If you do that, you're also going to pay the interest uh, off earlier and pay the mortgage off earlier. And we can show you mathematical formulas where you can achieve that. But a lot of banks and financial institutions today will actually allow you to pay it twice a month, and they'll set the payment schedule up accordingly. And it may not be quite as convenient, but you're going to pay your mortgage off much faster, years faster, as a matter of fact. And does that mean savings, big savings? Oh, sure it does. Yeah, when you look at, um, when you buy a house or refinance your house and put a mortgage on, they have to give you good faith estimates. They show you what the interest is going to be that you're going to pay over the lifetime of your mortgage. It's a staggering amount of money. 
If you borrow $100,000 and you do a 30-year loan, you might pay back $230,000, for example, because of the interest. So here's some ways you can pay off your mortgage early. Number one, buy a house you can afford. Uh, Don't buy the most expensive house that's out there. Buy a house that's more affordable for you. If you want to finance a house, you need to get pre-qualified first. And the paperwork is very treacherous today. It's very, very difficult to go through the paperwork. It's the volume of paperwork is two or three times what it was even a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. So get prepared, get your debts uh, squared away, get your credit score up, get your finances in order, all those things. But um, the bank will look at your overall financial picture and they'll give you an amount of money that you're likely to qualify for. So you can get pre-qualified before you buy a house. Always a good idea. Don't just have a a pie-in-the-sky attitude and say, I'm going to go look for a house and I'm going to sign up for it. And then once I do, um, I'm going to uh, go apply for a mortgage. If you can get pre-qualified, number one, you're a much better buyer and the seller is more likely to pay attention to your offer on the house because you can say, yes, I'm already pre-qualified for a loan in X amount of dollars. That's a big, big deal. And a lot of times today, a broker doesn't even want to show a house to somebody unless they know the person is pre-qualified for a loan. Otherwise, they're wasting everybody's time uh, to do that. But uh, buy a house that you can afford and make sure that you get pre-qualified for the loan first. Number two, look at the difference for for doing a 15-year mortgage versus doing a 30-year mortgage. Yes, your payments will be higher uh, than they will for a 30-year loan. But here's something very interesting. You know, if you think about it logically, you would think that, gosh, a bank would like it if I want to do a 15-year loan because they they know I'm going to pay my loan off faster. It's more difficult to qualify for a 15-year loan than it is to qualify for a 30-year loan. And I've seen many, many times when that's been actually the case. And if you think about it, when you're paying off on a 15-year basis, you have a higher amount of your income going into the debt to service the debt. Right. And so, therefore, you may have a higher debt-to-income ratio, and you may not qualify for a 15-year term. Bank is basically going to tell you, sorry, you can't afford that higher uh, payment. But if you can afford to do that, if you have fairly low debt and fairly decent income, Absolutely consider doing a 15-year loan instead of a 30-year loan. Uh, Step three would be set a target payoff date. Yep, I've just bought a new condo or bought a new house, and my goal is I want to pay this off in 10 years. So how am I going to do that? So set a date. Start doing automatic uh, biweekly payments would be step four, and we just talked about that. Uh, Either do it formally or do it even informally. Pay a little extra. I know many, many people over the years that, let's say their regular mortgage payment is $1,200 a month. Well, they'll pay $1,500 a month every single month. They'll put extra money on the mortgage. Right. And that goes on principle. Why? Well, when you're making your regular payment, you've already paid your interest and your escrows and your principal, the regularly scheduled amount. So what are they going to do when they receive the extra money? They apply it to principal. And that will pay your mortgage off earlier. Step five would be to reduce your expenses and obviously increase your income if you can. Here's some ways that people will save money to 
put it towards a mortgage. If if that's your number one goal to pay off your mortgage, there are a number of things you can do. You can cut or reduce cable service. Uh, there have been some interesting articles recently. In fact, we can provide that information on how you can reduce your cable bill. Today, you can get things on the internet. You can get, you can get basic cable service. You can use a Netflix service or something like that, for example, for eight or nine dollars a month. You can watch all the movies you want by streaming them through the internet. And you buy a little box. It costs less than a hundred dollars at uh, BJ's, for example, or or uh, Best Buy, and it will allow you to link into Amazon movies or Netflix movies. And instead of paying the cable company for premium channels like HBO and Showtime, sure. look at your bill and see what those things cost. You can do basic cable service, and you can pick up Internet movies instead or Internet sports, for that matter, mm-hmm. and save a lot of money. So take a look at your cable bill. Um, Car insurance, we've talked about that many times. And as you know, uh, Peter Lance runs Lance Family Agency. And he spends uh, 10 minutes looking at somebody's numbers, and he can tell whether he can save money for you or not. Don't just assume when you get your car insurance bill, or even if you've already paid it, that you're done for the year. Examine the bill, and you can save some money. Bring your lunch to work. Don't go out to lunch all the time. Right. Make coffee at home. You can save $500 a year if you make your coffee at home, and you can actually buy the styrofoam cups with a lid on it and take it with you instead of going through a drive through at Dunkin' Donuts or someplace. Right. You can save a lot of money. When you add up a lot of these things, uh, reduce your clothing budget, you can save thousands of dollars a year. Well, guess what you can do with that money? Invest it. Put it on your mortgage or invest it. So these are some things that you can do that will allow you to pay down your mortgage and pay off your mortgage. And when you do, um, you could even set little goals along the way. Every time you have put another $5,000, let's say, against your mortgage principal, maybe it takes you two years to do that, reward yourself. Take a trip. Go spend some money. Go Go do something for yourself. So the question is always, though, There are ways to pay off your mortgage early, and the question is, should you pay off your mortgage early? We're going to focus in the second half hour on some very specific books that I mentioned earlier, Missed Fortune and Stop Sitting on Your Assets, and the pros and cons of those books, and talk about should you carry a big mortgage and invest money instead? And of course, that's going to require some discipline on your part to do it. But how much would you be saving on your mortgage um, if you paid it off early? And again, think about the interest rate environment today for mortgages when interest rates are so low. Yes, you're going to save interest and you're going to save the monthly payment. You're going to save principal. But the fact is the amount of interest and the interest rate that you're going to be saving, especially today, is very, very low because the interest rates are very low on mortgages. And I guess in that regard, I would mention also that if you are thinking of um, keeping your mortgage for a while, then certainly investigate whether it makes sense to refinance your mortgage today. Because if you do plan to keep your mortgage a long time or you don't have the ability to pay it off early, then you certainly want to have it be as uh, inexpensive as possible for you and your family. So refinance it, 
lock in the lowest interest rate that you can. Uh, variable rates or adjustable rates are lower, but when you start to see interest rates kick up in the economy again, which they will, now you're going to be paying the higher uh, payment schedule mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So some for many people, the best thing to do is to lock into a fixed rate mortgage. So if you have a 4% mortgage rate, for example, and you're in the 25% tax bracket, your after-tax rate that you're really paying is, is about 3%. So you do have some savings because you can deduct the uh, interest rate. But I like to tell people, too, before you start paying down your mortgage, make sure the rest of your finances are in order. Do you have any kind of a money set aside for an emergency? And it's hard, you know, especially in our overall community. We obviously have many people who are doing well, but we have a lot of people who are not doing well. We have many people in all economic brackets who literally live from paycheck to paycheck and week to week. So what I would say to most people is before you even think about starting to pay down the mortgage, make sure you have a little bit of money put aside for emergencies, your so-called emergency fund, and make sure you've paid down your regular kinds of debt first. Here's an example. Let's say you had $10,000 worth of credit card debt. Right. Well, you're probably paying 20 to 29% interest on that. So would you be better off to try to pay down your mortgage, which may only be costing you 4% interest, or would you be better off to pay off your credit card debt, which is costing you 20 to 29% interest? Mm-hmm. And just to ask the question, the answer is very obvious. So before you think about paying down your mortgage, Pay off your credit card debt because that's the highest interest rate that you're paying. Once you've done that, then you can think about paying down the mortgage. When we come back in just a couple of minutes, we're going to focus on the flip side of the coin, which is not how you pay your mortgage down early and how you can save money and, and make that a priority in your life, which for many people it is. But we want to make sure that you're doing some of the basics. And then we want to focus on the question Real simply, should you carry a great big mortgage and should you be focused on investing money instead where you can make a higher rate of return? So don't go away, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back. Welcome back. To USA Wealth Group's Money Wise Radio Show with Ray Lance, who's uh, giving us lots of great information about whether or not we should pay down the mortgage or invest that money. And the answer is going to be very interesting. How one determines whether or not to pay off the mortgage early, you have the answer to that, Ray. Well, we have many answers to that because, you see, the solution is really different for everyone. There is no one set answer. There's no one set recommendation you're going to receive from me today, ladies and gentlemen, because everybody is totally different. In order to use some of these strategies, you need to have a certain kind of fiscal discipline. And if you don't have that, then maybe you're not going to be able to use some of these strategies. But I want to remind everyone that we're listening to MoneyWise, and our company that sponsors this show every week is USA Wealth Group. Our mission uh, is simply to show people how to 
protect their family and how to protect their money. And that's what we'd like to be able to help you do. One of the things that we can do is if this kind of question intrigues you and you would like some more detailed analysis on your own situation, we can walk you through the numbers and help you decide what's the best route for you. But, you know, our starting point, Phil, is that we were talking about uh, debt in general. And um, we did say that at the last half hour, if you have credit card debt, it's more important to pay off the credit card debt first yes. before you think about putting extra money on your mortgage, just because the cost of the interest on the credit card debt is much higher. And the other thing that's very important for people to think about is really three things. One, do you have some kind of an emergency fund? Two, do you have other high interest debt like credit cards that you can pay off first? And then the third recommendation is, are you taking advantage of the retirement account provisions? Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you can save taxes by making a contribution into an IRA account or a 401k account. I just met with a gentleman very recently, just this past week, who is thinking of retiring in about a year and a half. And uh, he does have some money put aside in his 401k, but he's got in he's got himself into a pattern where he was paying for his own contribution an amount of money so that he could get the maximum company match. Right. What he was leaving on the table was that he could afford to put a lot more money in as his own contribution. I see, yeah. And since retirement is such a short time away for him, I said, pick up the phone tomorrow morning and call your HR department and tell them you want to maximize your contributions to your 401k so you can, number one, reduce your income taxes for the year, and number two, you're going to put aside a little bit more money for retirement. So pay yourself first is always the important rule. You bet. So uh, pay down high interest debt first, have a savings fund, and then take advantage of retirement savings accounts, and then start paying down your mortgage if that's your goal. But sometimes it might not be the best thing for everyone to pay down their mortgage. Here's a quotation from a gentleman named Bruce Barton. Many a man who pays rent all his life owns his own home, and many a family has successfully saved for a home only to find itself at last with nothing but a house. How true. I've seen uh, a number of situations over the years when people are so motivated by the goal of paying off their house mortgage that they have nothing else put aside for retirement. And I could give you story after story about that. And in some cases, we've used a reverse mortgage to make sure that they had some extra money set aside for retirement. But let's talk about, we've, we've asked the question in the first part of this show about should you pay off your mortgage and um, can you uh, pay off first year of the high interest debt and so forth. What about the opposite side of the coin? And we know that there's some specific things we can do to pay our mortgage down more quickly, bi-weekly, bi-monthly payments rather. Um, but I want to acquaint you with a couple of books who have a totally different philosophy. And the philosophy is don't pay off your mortgage, carry a great big mortgage instead, and the government's going to help you pay for part of that because you're going to get a tax deduction. That's a little less true today, as we've discussed, because interest rates are so low. But then 
get into the discipline and get into the habit of putting extra money that you would otherwise have used to pay down your mortgage into something else, something for investment, something for retirement, putting more money into a retirement account, uh, putting money into something called an indexed life insurance policy. And that's really the theme of this book here, Mm -hmm. which I'm showing to Phil. It's called Missed Missed Fortune. Fortune. Dispel the Money Myth Conceptions, Isn't It Time You Became Wealthy? By a gentleman named Douglas Andrew. Uh, He's from Utah. Uh, He's a Mormon. Um, Mormons are uh, typically people who, uh, well, practicing Mormons are typically people who will tithe to their church, and they'll give 10% of all their income to their church. This is a man who had a very interesting history. He actually got into difficulty financially probably 20, 25 years ago and lost his home to foreclosure. And after that, he decided that he was never going to have that happen to him again and he was never going to lose his money. And the story that he told was when his house was going through foreclosure, he took everything out of his investment accounts, his retirement accounts, and he did everything he could to try to stop the house from going to foreclosure. And what he did in the end is he depleted all of his assets and still ended up losing his house. And he decided he would never do that again. Uh, He has uh, two sons in the business with him. Uh, I've met at least one of them. And as I said, I went to a conference in uh, Salt Lake City uh, to spend some money of my own to go learn about the concepts of this. And I do talk about this from time to time. Um, he likes to have people become agents who do nothing but give local talks and seminars on this. Um, there's some good points and bad points about the philosophy, but for some people it works really well. So I'd like to give you a little bit of information about how his program works. And by the way, he's written several other books uh, since then. I'll tell you some of the names in just a moment. Um, but I want to give you some of the questions and answers that you can find on his website. If you want more information, just do www.mistfortune.com. And I want to preface what I'm going to say about Doug Andrew and Mist Fortune with a remark that he also has some detractors about his philosophy. And uh, there's one gentleman in particular who's written some scathing reviews about this concept and saying, you know, it's not the best thing for most people. Mm-hmm. But the gentleman who is his main critic has also written his own book and has his own following of how he thinks it should be done. And he does basically say, yes, there are some different ways that you can take the money that would otherwise be equity in your house and invest it and make more money. So let's talk about some of the questions and answers of misfortune. Um, first of all, uh, misfortune is a concept because of um, utilizing the money that you would otherwise use to pay down your mortgage and invest it. Typically, it's going to be in indexed life insurance, and I'll tell you why in, in just a moment. And some financial planners like the concept a lot. Some financial planners don't. This is why I said earlier, I'm not going to give you a definitive answer either way. In order for his concepts to work, you have to have a real sense of discipline that you are going to take that same amount of money every month that you would otherwise pay down on your mortgage, and you're going to put it somewhere, and you're going to do something with it uh, to make more money for yourself. And um, 
Uh, deferred taxes is one reason for uh, doing this. Uh, you can defer taxes by putting money into something that will grow for you tax deferred. Um, one of his recommendations is even consider refinancing your house to pull equity out so you can use the equity to invest it in someplace else instead. And if you think about that, there's some logic to it. As an example, if you could borrow money on a home mortgage or home equity line for you know, 2 or 3% interest, for example, and you could put that money someplace else that would make more money for you, then perhaps you're ahead of the game. Well, because this gentleman went through foreclosure 20 or 25 years ago, he vowed that he was never going to exhaust his other assets just to save a house again in the future. And what he said was, if you make the effort to pay your mortgage down, but you haven't paid it off, and then you have some event in your life, like losing a job, for example, which a lot of people do today, and you can't make the mortgage payments, all you've done is make the house a, a sweeter option for the bank because now they know they can foreclose on the mortgage and right. they're still going to get their money back because they're going to be able to sell it. They're not going to take a loss. So that's one of his concepts for um, having a big mortgage. What he said is home equity is not liquid and it's not safe and it doesn't have any rate of return. Well, I would argue against that a little bit. Indirectly, it does have a rate of return, which is the rate of interest that you're not having to pay. Uh, he also said that when times get tough, those who don't have any liquidity, they have no liquid assets because everything is in their house, they don't have any choice but to sell their house, liquidate their assets, sometimes at a lower price, and then survive the best way they can. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all heard of people that uh, do that. Um, so... Um, how do you choose the right kinds of investments if you want to take the money that you would otherwise put into a mortgage? First of all, is it liquid? Can you get act your money if you need it? Is it safe? Is it insured or guaranteed? What kind of return are you likely to get? And are there any tax benefits associated with the investment? And he talks about some very specific uh, rates of return of 7 to 9%. And he's talking primarily about using equity-indexed life insurance products. Mm -hmm. And some of the benefits of that, and we've talked about that a little bit ourselves, um, in many ways the benefits of using a life insurance cash value policy that's building equity um, can outperform what an IRA-type account will be doing. And here's a quick reason why. Here's a quick tax reason. When you take money out of an IRA account, if it's a traditional IRA account, you have to pay income taxes on it. It's ordinary income. When you have cash build up inside of a life insurance policy, not only do you have the death benefit if somebody should die, but if you need access to the cash, you can borrow the cash, and that's a loan, and you're not paying income taxes on it. So if you put two identically sized vehicles side by side in an IRA account, and the same equivalent cash value in a life insurance policy, you're going to make out better from a tax point of view when you withdraw from the life insurance policy because you're not going to pay income taxes on it. Uh, the strategy is not for everybody, but we've used it a number of times. And again, everybody is um, you know, distinct and individual. But a lot of um, people in America don't realize that a lot of major life insurance companies really are not much different from a 
conservative mutual fund kind of investment. Um, insurance companies are experts in managing risk. They have to be. They have to forecast when somebody's going to die, for example, and look at all the statistics on that. So they are uh, experts in many ways more than banks on sure. managing risk. Uh, typical rates of return are going to vary. I can tell you that the index returns right now are amazing. You know, they're in the 20% range over the last year and the last two years. Um, we've been doing um, indexed annuities, for example, and we're seeing people with 20 and 21% returns. And by the way, if you want more information on that, we're happy to provide it. But uh, insurance companies are very stable. And so the main concept that uh, Doug Andrew uses in misfortune is to say, don't put all your money into paying down your mortgage. Take the extra money that you would and put it instead towards an indexed life insurance policy. And you can also have insurance policies owned in irrevocable trust, or you can have another individual own the policy and you can still be accumulating cash value. You can contribute extra cash into the policy if you want. So Insurance policies have both a death benefit feature, which is the most important feature, and they also have a cash accumulation feature. Mm -hmm. On the withdrawal side, uh, when somebody goes to withdraw money from a life insurance policy, it's a non-taxable event because they're borrowing the money out. So there can be some distinct benefits in uh, doing that, but it does require a person to have a certain amount of discipline uh, in order to accomplish that fact. And... um, you don't necessarily have to even pay back a policy loan. So we've seen situations, we've actually helped some people do this mm-hmm. when we put money aside uh, specifically to be able to withdraw it later. The other book I want to mention is by um, this uh, lady named uh, Marianne, M-A-R-I-A-N Snow, Stop Sitting on Your Assets. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cute title, obviously. It's meant to be a little catchy. Um, it's like the, some of the commercials that are on television now. I have a half-fast, you know, whatever the thing is <laughs> they're advertising. You, you don't get past it. Uh, uh. You have to say those words slowly and enunciate them. <laughs> um, she uses a similar concept, and they have a lot of information. Um, some people have challenged her book as well, and you're welcome to read the critiques of these books. And if anybody wants information on them, again, I'm happy to photocopy the jackets for you and send you a copy. So if you want to look it up, if you don't remember it from today, and uh, take a look at it. Remember one thing about the critiques that are being written about some of these books. Um, The basic concepts are fairly sound. Um, It's not for everybody. And the people who are doing the criticism are often people who are writing their own books and have their own concepts out there. So don't assume that what you read is, you know, the gospel truth for anything. Um, But, you know, we don't have a lot of uh, time in life to think about things, and it is important to take the time to at least investigate some of these things and see if they're right for you. So my main question today has been, Would you rather end up in retirement with no mortgage to pay because then you'll have better income or would you rather have a mortgage that you're still paying but you have a much bigger investment account on the side? Mm -hmm. And that might not be a bad option for many people because if you think about it, 
maybe you're going to sell your house and downsize and pay off the mortgage anyway, and now you have a much bigger investment account to live on in retirement. Well, do insurance policies uh, cover death, and would they pay off the house? Oh, yes, you can do that. You know, the interesting thing, it's a very fascinating question. Um, it's fairly rare today when you see people doing mortgages that anybody is talking to them about doing credit life insurance. used to be the big thing. When you sat down to sign your mortgage papers, they would say, well, would you like to have a life insurance policy that will pay off your mortgage if you die? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that for a long time. And I don't know why the banks have gotten away with that because – Gosh, for many, many people, that's a, that's a natural thing to do. And by the way, you can do that with term insurance, which is fairly affordable. And if you have recently taken out a mortgage or if you just want to make sure that your mortgage is going to get paid off when you die uh, for your surviving spouse or your children, whoever it is, give us a call. We can show you how to do a term life insurance policy, very affordable, and tie it to the term of your mortgage and if anything happens to you before the mortgage is paid off, you have a fund to pay off your mortgage. There you go. Happy to do that for you. You know, uh, life is short, and the time we waste in yawning can never be regained. <laughs> that was a Stendhal that said that. <laughs> but I, I love the quotations. And talking about wasting time, now this gentleman, um, I don't know his name, but he has to have been a Greek name, Theophrastus. T-H-E-O-P-H-R-A-S-T-U-S, Theophrastus, Mm -hmm. said, waste of time is the most extravagant of all expense. Oh, how wise. (laughs) And then our dear Scientologist creator, L. Ron Hubbard, uh, wrote, never regret yesterday. Life is in you today, and you make your tomorrow. Very, very good. He had some very interesting things to say as well. So the question that I want to ask everyone today is, yes, maybe you're interested to hear some of these, this information on the radio, but what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just say, well, I'll think about that someday? I think you owe it to yourself to at least do something and say to yourself, do I want my mortgage paid off when I retire? Or would I rather have a larger investment fund? But make it a concrete conscious decision about what you're doing. And what happens if I die or my spouse dies? Would I like to continue to stay in the house? We have two incomes now. How could my surviving spouse pay the mortgage by themselves? So maybe then you ought to be thinking about what could I do to make sure the mortgage is paid off? And I'm suggesting that an answer to that might be carry some inexpensive term life insurance. And that way you know that if you die unexpectedly, and, and you know, frankly, it does happen. I mean, every person listening today knows that it happens. Sometimes when we least expect it, you know, somebody will die very young. Sure. And um, we just had a, a, a property manager that I know for a condominium project who retired. Um, she was 65. And two weeks later, she had a car accident oh, and died. God. Um, oh, I, I have a, a gentleman, Tragic. I had a, a teacher client from uh, Mattapoisett who retired to Florida. Uh, he was two months into retirement and he played golf at a municipal golf course in Florida. And he stepped on an anthill of uh, red ants, the fire ants. 
and it created uh, an anaphylactic shock. And by the time he was back to the clubhouse, he was deceased. My goodness. Two months after retirement, stepping onto an anthill. That is so unusual and tragic. Yeah, true story. So wow. we, we never know, and you need to prepare for life's unexpected twists. I guess so. Does the bank, um, do they get a life insurance policy on you? Do they take one out? No. No. All right. No, they may have, um, well, typically today, um, many of the banks, unless they're local community banks, are often selling off their mortgages on the secondary market anyway. And that, right. They take a little discount, but they're earning interest on this, mm-hmm. and they, they sell it off. They get more money they can reinvest. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And banks are able to borrow money very, very cheaply today from the Federal Reserve. So here's the burning question of the hour. Okay. Should I pay off my home mortgage early, or should I carry a big mortgage and invest the money instead? And the answer is? Do I have the discipline to take that extra money and set it aside and do something with it. But most importantly, do I have some spare time that I could sit down with the good folks at USA Wealth Group That's it. and ask some of these questions? Because if you don't take action to do something, ladies and gentlemen, nobody's going to do it for you. So with that thought, I'm going to give you a quotation uh, from... Uh, or about the Marines. I like this quotation from Ronald Reagan, President of the United States. Some people spend an entire lifetime wondering if they made a difference in the world, but the Marines don't have that problem. Uh-huh. like that quotation. Love it. Love On that it. note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Let us know how we can help you. Give us a call, and we'll be looking forward to talking with you next Sunday morning. And remember, this time every Sunday... It's brought to you by USA Wealth Group. We are so grateful to USA Wealth Group and Ray Lance. Until next Sunday, so long, everybody.